How's everybody doing this morning? I've been thinking a lot about grace, but I thought about some other things too. Um, you know, we've been talking about, um, how, did, how did we do that? We've been talking about the redemption. You know, we started off talking about redemption a few weeks back. And um, how many know what redemption actually is? If we're being redeemed from something, um, let's put it this way. God paid the ransom from us being captive, being held captive for sin. Jesus did that, didn't he? Remember we were talking about all those operations that Jesus did? So when he redeemed us, he paid the ransom, and he paid it with his blood, with his life, the ransom that was there. And then we talked about reconciliation. Remember that? So the offense we have between God and us because of our sin, he removed that. So he reconciled God back to us by his death and the shedding of his blood. You know, you think about these things here. And then we start thinking about um, repentance. You know, the forgiveness, but uh, he, he got forgiveness for us on the cross by shedding his blood, but we had to do something. Didn't we have to repent? See all these R.E.s we're going through here, repent. So we had to repent, which is meaning take a turn in your thoughts, in your very actions, and go another way. Then there's uh, remission. Then remission of sins, you know. So not just a covering like it used to be under the law. Now the sin is actually remitted by the blood of Christ. And what did God say? I'll remember your sins no, no more. So that's where the remission came from. I'm thinking about all of these things. And so this, this uh, redemption, this reconciliation, this remission, this repentance, all of those things that God did for us, operations that he did, the forgiveness of sins, the other thing I like is how he uh, judged that man of sin and did away with him on the cross. Remember, the old man is crucified with you, remember? I think it's the sixth chapter of Romans. So he's, he's crucified with you. Well, the reason he's crucified is because he's crucified with the Lord. And so we have to get to the point where we crucify him in us, too. We have to do the same thing. The old man is crucified. Then there's a new man that comes in you know, with uh, holiness and righteousness. Uh, I think that's Ephesians 4.22 or something around there. You can find out about this new man and holiness and righteousness. The old man with all of his deceitful lusts and all that other stuff that he had. We had that old man. Uh, what did they say this morning? We were once in darkness. You too were darkness at one time, you know, and now we're in the light. All of these things, these are all operations of God. And then the thing I started thinking about was grace. We take for granted that we know what grace is. So uh, one of the things that, that affected me was that I understand that, yes, grace and truth was ushered in by Jesus Christ, a different testament. There was the Old Testament, the New Testament. The New Testament is, the Old Testament was the law and the prophets were unto John, right? New Testament, the new covenant that we have with God is because grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. But what you have to think about, did he have grace when he was in the Old Testament too? Jesus did. Yes. How do we know that? Because Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And there's a lot of other instances where it talks about grace, but that's the big one. And uh, so grace was back there only because Christ was there from beginning to end, right? And so the grace was manifest even in the Old Testament, but the whole covenant of going into the New Testament was based on grace and truth. Grace and truth came by 
Jesus Christ. That's how that works. And so uh, there was another thing I was going to read about grace. Let's see if it's, if it's in here. Um, listen to this. And the uh, word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Who is that? And we beheld his glory as the glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have we all received grace for grace. The working of God for the working of God. Does that make sense? God performing his works in us, grace for grace. That was all brought forth by Jesus Christ. So even the grace was brought forth by him. Another operation. This is what we're thinking about here. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man hath seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father. He hath declared him. This is very powerful. So Jesus coming out of the Father and going back to the Father, that's the grace for grace. Was that a work for God? So that he can come and be in us. Is that a grace, a work of God? Grace for grace. Was it a work of God that brought Christ and caused him to die for us? Grace for grace. And so he came into us, and this is what God is doing, performing the works of the Father through that grace. Isn't that what grace really is? So understanding the foundation of grace, it took all of that for grace to come. Uh, it took faith. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith works with grace. You find several scriptures where faith and grace are mixed together. They're in the sentence, you know, because it takes that. If we don't believe God, how is he going to perform his works in us? You see how this works? Faith and grace. The foundation of grace is all of those things so that God is able to work in us. This is what we have to understand. So we think that uh, grace is just, you know how religion says it, unmerited favor, all of that. Um, but it's more than that. Um, Paul made a statement one time. I think this is one of the coolest statements. Let me go to it. Now listen to this. I like the humbleness he starts off with. This is Paul speaking. For I am the least of the apostles. How could that be? <laughs> when you think about but how how's he thinking about it? In humility, the humbleness of spirit. For I am the least of the apostles that I am not meet to be called an apostle. I shouldn't even be called an apostle, he's saying. Because I persecuted the church of God. Well, is that all behind now? But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. When God allowed his works to be performed in Paul, he said it wasn't in vain. It wasn't in the vanity of man's mind, was it? It wasn't in vain at all. But the grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. So he knew that. More abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so ye believed. That's cool. So he said, yeah, I did a lot of stuff. I did more abundantly than they all, but not me. The grace that was with me. This is what God does. God performs his work. Now, you know the thing about, I think it's uh, John 6, 28 and 29, where it talks about how can we work these works of God? Remember the people asked him? And he said, uh, this is the work of God. Didn't he say that? And then comma, 
Now, what does comma mean? Doesn't that mean a pause? This is the work of God. Pause. That you believe on him whom he has sent. This is cool. People read it wrong, don't they? They read it wrong. And now we've learned to read it right. But all it took was a little punctuation mark. Pause. We need to believe on him whom he has sent. So this is the work of God. God performs the work. Another way it says it, it says... uh, when Jesus went in and overturned the tables and all that stuff in the, in the temple because of the merchandise and so forth, and he said, you've made my father's house a den of thieves and went through all of that, you know, and, and everybody observing that, his disciples especially said, ooh, this is what it said in the Old Testament. The zeal of thine house has eaten me up. Remember that? The, it was predicted back in, I think it's Psalms 119, that the zeal of the Lord of hosts would, would eat that that man up, that person he called Jesus Christ. He wanted to serve his father so much that the zeal was in him. It ate him up all the way. It consumed him that he wanted to do the will of the father. That was the grace being manifested by the complete works of God. Nothing withheld God from working in Jesus Christ. Everything worked in him, didn't it? And and even when he was tempted by the devil, everything that was brought against him couldn't hold on to him. He walked right through it. I had an image in my mind uh, not too long ago. Uh, Jesus was walking through my world. And there were things trying to grab hold of his legs and arms and his body and stuff. But he walked very determined and purposely. And he kept breaking those things. They tried to come on him. They couldn't stick to him. They were, he just kept breaking the fetters and the chains. and the, It was like spaghetti to him. He just kept walking very purposely through my world. And I realized, man, Jesus breaks every fetter, everything, every chain that binds us. Nothing holds him. I remember he said one time that uh, the prince of this world cometh and he has what? Nothing in him. There was nothing he could grab hold to because there was no sin there. Well, isn't that powerful? Now, with us, we had something that could be grabbed hold to, huh? We had some sin. But this is why God sent all these things. That's why he redeemed us and did the ransom. That's why he reconciled us and removed the offense. He removed the sin. Dan Dan talked about it. Our sin is against God. We keep thinking we sin against different people and against ourselves. He said, let's get this clear. Every time we sin, we sin against God. That's the key. So won't it take his grace to keep us from sinning? So aren't all those operations that he brought forth, the things that he wants to do to help us to be overcomers? This is what it is. That's why I called it the foundation of grace. It all works together, huh? The faith works together. The grace works together. The the redemption works together. The reconciliation, the repentance, the forgiveness of sins, the remission. All of those things work together. And what it is, those RE, those re, 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 re's again, because we were with God from the beginning. We had it all then. Now he has to redo it again, doesn't he? That's why all those things have an R. It's to be done over again. R-E. Let's do it again. We're doing it again this time by grace. Before we were uh, immature, young angels, didn't understand anything. A devil came with a lie and a tale of the false prophet grabbed us and dragged us to the earth. And now we have to get to a place where we get back to our father again. And what did he give us? grace from the beginning because wasn't jesus slain from the foundation of the world so is grace a work of god already working the work of god that was to be in us 
This is what God did for us. So the foundation of grace was his prophecy from the beginning. The foundation of grace is Jesus Christ himself because it was all done through him. It was his blood that was shed. It was his blood that redeemed. It was his blood that reconciled. It was his blood that forgave. All of that happened because of Jesus. So man, he's wrapped up. He has a lot of works that were done by the Father in him for our redemption, for us to be saved, for us to have salvation. All of it wrapped. Do you realize how important Jesus is and how important the work of the Father was in him? The grace. He did it through Christ first, and then Christ in turn said, now it's going to be done in you. Now the grace is going to be in you. Now the faith is going to be in you. Remission is going to be in you. Redemption is going to be in you. Reconciliation, forgiveness of sin. He's saying all of that's in you now. It came through me, but now I've in turn transferred it to you because we've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. He did it all for us. Are we now sons of God? Doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. Isn't that true? So now he's related it to us as sons of God. Do we go through the same operations? Yes, for our world. This is what God is doing for us. He's changing us. He's changing our world. And we're walking through it by grace. Are the works of the Father becoming more preeminent in you? I've noticed it in me. More and more things being broken, torn down, taken care of because he has the power to do it. I can walk in grace because grace is working in me. Grace for grace. This is what God is doing. His grace working in me causes me to perform the act or the work of grace. The works of God are being performed in me. The more I allow God to work those works in me, the more the grace continues in my world. And other things are going to receive that grace too. The work of God is changing things in my world. Changing beings and authorities and and things that have been built up, things that have been torn down, darkness, light, things are changing in my world. My world is not the same anymore. There's an angel over my world directing what God is doing by his grace, showing me that he's breaking every fetter, that he breaks the chains. Remember he talked about those chains falling off? This is a very powerful thing. Only Jesus can do that, and it has to be a work from heaven. It can't be a work by my flesh because I can't do that. How can I take spiritual chains and tear them off as a human being? There's no way I can do it. But the God of all gods, who's the spirit of all spirits, can do it. He can do it through his works. He can do it through his word. He can do it through his prophecy. He speaks it, and it comes to be. I love it. I love how he's breaking all of those things and that I can walk freely in my world. I'm not fettered. I'm not stumbling all the time. I used to stumble a lot. But now the stumbling blocks are being moved because now I can push right through them because I understand what God has done for me. I understand through the grace, through the wisdom and the understanding of God that he is doing these things for me. What if we didn't have that wisdom? What if we didn't have the understanding of how to break through those things? How we know that the Father performs the works. We have to, you know, they keep telling us these works have to be done, but they're not done by us. But we have to believe what is being done for us. Isn't that it? If you don't believe God's working in your life, how is God going to work in your life? (laughs) Think about it. If you don't believe, oh, I don't know if God's working in my life or not. Have you heard people make statements like that, Ernest? I have. I don't know if God's working in my life or not. Really? The grace of God is working in your life. 
Has God abandoned us and gone away and left us alone? No. Where, where do you get that from? The grace of God is moving. I see it. I, I see it. I discern it working in my world. Just having quick little images like him breaking all those things as he's walking. You know what? That helps me because I know that's him and me, and that's really me walking. And he's because I'm the son of God in that. And he's breaking all of those things as I walk. Everything that tries to bind me. Have you ever seen those things like in movies where, where the, the weeds start growing, they wrap around people and they can't move and all that stuff? Ain't here. That don't happen here. You know what it is? Everything that tries to bind me, I get to break. Everything is broken. That's, that's a powerful thing. He breaks it all. I like when it says that he, he sets it on fire. Remember he said he had his threshing floor and he winnows it, you know, and all the chaff gets what? burned up. I like that. The stubble gets burned up. All the things that used to cause you problems. Do you know the stubble used to cause you a problem? Something that small used to cause you a problem. Now look, we've matured. Stubble don't mean nothing. We keep on moving. You see how this works? It gets burned up because my father burns it up. Every man's work is going to be tried by fire and he burns it up. And if it's wood, hay, and stubble, it's done. It's gone. And when he sweeps that floor, it's nice and clean. There's nothing there. Everything's been threshed the way it's supposed to. Good wheat, separated out, we can use it. All that other crap, burned up. It's done. He separates for us. This is what God does by his work. The work of God is grace. It's not just unmerited favor. That's a nice little definition. Understanding that God works in us, that he literally works in us, and that we have to allow him to do it. Isn't that where our will is supposed to work? To allow God to work. See, that's what stops God in a lot of things. You say, well, God can't be stopped. No, he won't. Well, he's not going to press against you to overcome that unless you're willing to go along with the program. This is how this works. So do we stop God sometimes because we, we don't allow him to work? Because we hold on to something that we hold, we think is precious to us? And God said, that thing's doing you in. I want to come and overcome that. I want to work in you. Will you allow me to work? Will you allow me to do it? I am the way, the truth, and the life. Allow me to work. Let that way and that truth. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace and truth. So the power of the Father working in you, plus the truth of the Word, which is Him, the Spirit of truth, works to deliver you. That's what it's there. It's a deliverance. And the deliverance is what the foundation of that grace is all about. Because deliverance is a work of God too, isn't it? Is it a work of God in you? That's deliverance. That's salvation. That's coming up, being born out of those waters and not staying there. Being born again of the water and the spirit. Is that a work of God? Or we used to take that as natural water and when you come up, something was going to happen. Uh-uh. You're being birthed out of waters of death, hell, all of that. And then when you come up out of it, you can say, whew, you can look back, I've been born again. I have a new life. I'm a new man. I am no longer, those waters are getting agitated all the time. At least my life, they're being agitated more and more all the time. More and more all the time. And those things that try to hold me and bind me, God's bringing them up so that I can face them and not be scared. Look at them and then say, you're gone. And then see the one after that, you're next. <laughs> That's the way it's going to be. The work of God is working on each one of those things. So why should I run? Should I face it? 
should the work of God strengthen me by faith to face that thing that's coming? And guess who's bringing it? God is. He's allowing that thing to come. Wait, wait, wait. You mean God allowed that evil to come? Yes. Just like he took Jesus out in the wilderness and had him face the devil. Yes. Yes. That's what he's doing so that you can overcome. You can regenerate those things. They don't want to be changed, but what if you can change them? And you regenerate them by your faith, by the grace of the Father. Remember what Paul said? I did all this by grace. Look at the things he did. Wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Went through all those different journeys and so forth. Look at the things that happened to him. He was stoned and beaten, whatever. And through it all, grace kept him. Grace kept him. The work of the Father in him. Not I, but the grace in me performed the work. Isn't that cool? Knowing so, let's allow grace to work. Let your will be the will of the Father. Let your mind be the mind of the Father. Allow that to work because that's what he wants to do. God wants to work in us. He wants that will to be done. He wants the grace to be manifested. The song is a great song. Where would I be without his grace? Wow. Where would I be without the grace of God, without the work of God in me? Where would I be? We'd be in a bad place. We'd be in a dark place. We'd be in a place with no hope and no light if grace didn't work. The grace of God is manifested in us every day. I see it more and more in my life. I lay awake at night sometimes after sleeping for a few hours thinking about the Word of God. This happened to me last night again. Grace kept coming to me. And then all that stuff about the, the, the having the reconciliation and the redemption and the remission and all of that stuff just started coming. It said, look at the work that God did for us. Look at that work. And it was all through Jesus Christ. It was all through that one sacrifice, the propitiation for our sins. He fulfilled that. He fulfilled all of it. He, he did more than just die on a cross. That's what religion says. He died on a cross for our sins. That's all they know. Hey, you think about all those operations he did. Any one of them left out, you're not making it. Think about that. Any one of them left out, you're not making it. He fulfilled it all. He fulfilled every part of what the Father wanted him to do. So should we do the same thing? Should the Father be able to count on us by faith that we will do what he says, that we'll be obedient, that we will trust, that we will walk the way he walked, that we will follow the example of his son? What, what if we, God couldn't depend on us to do that? He has to be able to depend on us to do that. We have to do that. What to say that? Um, in the second chapter of Revelation. We lost our first love. That's what started separating us from God. And that's how sin could come in and separate us from God. But now that we're getting the love back, let's see if anything can separate us now. What does that scripture say? What can separate us from the love of Christ? Not even death can. And then it turns around and says not even life, things that happen in life. Neither one can separate us anymore. You see how that works? Then it comes to a part where it says you are more than conquerors through him that, oh, man, what does that mean? Are you a conqueror? Do you perceive yourself as a conqueror? Do you? Conquering the things that the enemy brings forth through the grace of God. It's not you doing it. It's the grace of God in you doing it. 
It's the Son in you doing it. It's the Word serving God in you that's doing it. Does that make sense? Your conscience is cleansed by that Word that's in you, by that blood that was shed, by the belief, by the faith, by the obedience, by the trust. That's what's keeping you. The more you trust Him, the more obedient you are to Him, the greater things are going to be. Man, this is going to be a powerful thing when we realize the foundation of grace and that we stand on it. We stand on that foundation. We stand on it. And sometimes we don't even realize we're standing on it. That's what kept us. Have you ever thought about things that came through your life and said, man, I wonder how I went through that. Don't wonder no more. God did it. God helped you to stand. I don't even know how I came out of that. God helped you to come out of it. You ever, you ever wonder? Look back over here and say, oh, my goodness, how did we come through that? God had us standing in grace on his faith, on his mercy, his love. God did that. That's why you're here. He loved you so much, even when you quit loving him, he loved you still. You lost your first love, but are we getting it back? Or we're getting it back, aren't we? We love him. What's the commandment? Love him with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. Are we actually practicing that now? Are we getting to the point where we're actually doing it? Do you learn to love God by the things God lets you experience? Think about that. Wait a minute, I'm in deep, you know, bad stuff right now. Uh, God's trying to show you something. You know what he's going to do? He's going to show you that he has power over that circumstance. Oh, does that make the circumstance go away? Or do you endure it and go through it and conquer it? That's what he says. Yeah, I'll be with you. Let's conquer this thing. Now let's go to the next one. Now let's go to the next one. Sometimes it's multiples at once. One put 1,000 to flight, two put 10,000. God's doing that. We got to believe God and believe that we stand on the foundation of grace, the working of the Father in our life, the working of God in our world. Let him work. Let him work because he's the only one that can do it. Tell me how you're going to do all those spiritual things without God. How are you going to do it? God does it. Let's give honor to whom honor is due. God's helping us to stand on the foundation of grace. Isn't that right? Let God work by his grace in you because he wants to do it. Good stuff. We're done. Anybody got something for me this morning about what I said? The, the spirit, you know, because it's the spirit, what, what came to my mind Nothing can grab a hold of a spirit. Unless you understand you walk with the spirit, you don't try to keep it down or, or grab a hold or have some type of power over. And to me, it was super awesome to, to hear that the image you have, it was walking and neither could hold you back because you're walking in the grace of God. Grace of God. He's destroying everything. He's removing the stumbling blocks. He is walking, man, in my world, and I walk with him. We're walking in that world. Nothing can stop us when I'm with him. So the the REs, right? Uh-huh. So that's the foundation of grace? Sure. All of those things work together with it. It's not grace by itself. It's, we have to be built up to understand what God's doing, don't we? How long ago did we really start thinking about how everything worked in God? You see, we're starting to learn how it works in God, aren't we? You see how that works? Before, if we just say, okay, 
even religion told grace, the unmerited favor of God. Okay, great. Yeah, what does that mean to me? What does that mean to me? Did we ever understand through wisdom and understanding the work of God in us? We didn't. Well, we're starting to understand now, aren't we? See, this is how it works. All it takes all of it for the foundation. Somebody else? All of that stuff works together because it's all Christ. That's why every bit of it. He did it all. What is the whole Bible? It's Jesus, the prophecy about Jesus from beginning to end, isn't it? The testimony of Jesus Christ is the, that's the whole Bible. <laughs> that's cool, huh? 